You're listening to Voices of Value, a selection of valuable insights designed to help you get more out of your professional and personal life through simple and easy-to-adopt life lessons. If you're keen to enjoy a better quality of life at work and at home, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton. Voices of Value, episode 15, Peter Kakos here with my good friend, Rick Rushton. Pete, great to be with you, and uh, this time of the year really does kind of get us focusing on how to finish strong and how to start strong into the new year, so can we focus on that today? Absolutely. I think what we've really tried to do, Rick, with this uh, podcast up to now is really give a lot of education, inspiration, motivation. We certainly hope we've been able to achieve that, and... uh, Maybe a little bit of humour along the way. <laughs> some ideas, some strategies, but you know, is that going to get the job done for us in 2019? I think it's, a, it's an exceptional time of year to reflect. And well, first of all, let me just say that people see the new year that's coming nearly upon us now in, a, yep. in a 20 or so days. Uh, people see the new year as a fresh start. And I see it also as a, as a great reflective process of how the year actually went so what were some of the joys the successes the, the i guess the dissatisfaction yep. elements of it or, or the flops yep. there would have been some flops throughout it so a good chance to, for that rear view mirror to have a bit of a look through so i want to if it's okay with you have a bit of a look at that yep. today yep. and then have a look at the windscreen as to as to where we're going and i think you know well, rick first of all for you yep. 2018, yep. you know, what? Uh, how did that go for you? Well, it was obviously a big year for me with the book, so that changed my whole sort of business model, really. I mean, my business model was going from working with, you know, really elite real estate agents and operatives to working in uh, different fields that I had no real understanding, technologically speaking, about those industries, but just the ability to communicate and connect and to share some lessons. So that really shifted my thinking a little bit. So professionally speaking, uh, the book had a, a great impact there. And obviously, personally, it was a big year for us because, Uh, as we just talked about off air we had our eldest son uh, living overseas working overseas just watch that dynamic with him who you know was born in the very early 90s to then speak with his uh, you know teenage sister who was born in the early 2000s you know they weren't born on the same planet but they connect through this modern you know means of technology and just to see the synergy of that so on a personal front to watch that there was a lot there to really if I had to really dissect it it was kind of professionally and personally, it was a year of real sort of awakenings for me in terms of things I wasn't really... Because we know what we know and we know what we don't know and what we don't know yet is what you know, really gives us the big buzz. So mm. that was probably it for me. You? Yeah. I, I Look, it was an exciting year on the personal front because uh, my little girl, uh, yeah. <laughs> Olive, started uh, primary school. And I've got to say, you know, when, when a, you know, a few parents out there, you'd well and truly know what I mean when, you, when your child gets to primary school. Yeah. and Sorry, prep, I should say. Yep. And this year has been, I think she's aged like three years. Yeah. It's just incredible. Just uh, they start to read and they write and just she's a real emotional being. And um, I just love it. It's been, so on a personal front, it's been exceptional. Mm. Uh, there were challenges at the start. I just thought you just put them in school and just yeah, they'll <laughs> be fine. And, yep. uh, so there's a few challenges at the start, but she's really you know found her own. It's been so exciting um, on that front. And, and as a business front, you know, the agency born in, in yep. uh, 18 months, the agency Victoria, and we opened our first office in Albert Park. And excited to say that we've just signed a lease on our second office, which we're going to launch into in Hawthorne in in 2019. So, so that's been brilliant on a um, on a professional level as well. And you know, amongst all that are some of the challenges of the real estate. We've had the fastest drop off of um, of real estate. So we've had to adapt and do some 
internally do some um, significant sort of shifts by way of what we do and our thinking around that. But, it, gee, it's exciting. And 2019, to me, um, looking at now what we know and, and I think – I think the market's a little bit fatigued at the moment, um, well and truly with the, mm. the buyers are a bit worn out. And yep. the heads, I just think the headspace is a bit clogged at the moment for, for buyers and sellers. So it's a fresh start for, uh, for everyone, I think, moving to 2019. Yeah, well, we both studied under Tony Robbins. We spent a lot of time over in the US and uh, travelling around. Even when he would come down under to sort of see him sit front row, take notes, and he always used to talk about new year, new life, um, yeah. you know, chance to rewrite the script. The thing that always stuck in my mind, Pete, was back in about 94 or 5, it was at the old uh, glass house, which I spend a little bit of time at now because it's part of the um, uh, high-performance centre called the Holden Centre where I get to work from time to time. And I remember he said, you know, uh, something that really resonated with me, and he said, if Hollywood made your life into a movie, would you even go and see it? You know, if there's free popcorn, would you go see it? If there's free chock tops, would you go see it? Yeah. And he said, if the answer is no, it's time to rewrite the script. Now, the challenge for most people is they can write the script easily. They just can't play the role. So yeah. they know the key points to have a successful 2019. And they've known it for a long, long time. I love this quote here. My goal for 2018 is to complete my goals for 2017, which I should have completed in 2016 because I promised myself I'd achieve them in 2015, which I had written down to do in 2014. What we're hearing there is we're taking the same moves <laughs> to a new dance and expecting us That's to be in rhythm. Yep. And it's kind of summing it up. So for me, I don't think it's knowing what to do, Pete. It's actually knowing why you want to get those things. And so I think that's really where our focus should be in this series, this podcast right now, this episode, because you know, if you start off knowing what to do in 2019, there's a strong chance you'll probably just tick off a few boxes and, and leave a few things behind. So you, your point about starting off on the rear vision mirror, you know, what, what went well, where's the learnings, where's the wins? More importantly, if I had some things to do and I didn't do them, were they still important? If they were still important, they need to go straight to the top of the list on 2019's to-do list. But, you know, maybe what we're going to be, be thinking about is if we didn't bring them into action, if they didn't become part of who we are and what our daily role is like, then probably it wasn't that important anyway. So we've got to be very clear on that. Yeah, and 2019, we want to share that with you and uh, we want to share, you know, our visions mm. and and uh, and it's not about the how, but it's it's very much about the why Absolutely. and why we're doing it. Yep. And as I said from the outset, you know, education, inspiration, motivation, these are the things that we want to convey in our messages and bring you the, the very best of the best to Voices of Value in 2019. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled we, we kicked it off, uh, you know, only a yeah. few months ago now. It feels like we've been doing it for, for years. <laughs> we sort of have been doing it for we years have, already, haven't we? We used to do it. No one was listening. We, <laughs> we just recorded ourselves. We've got a bit and, of an audience now. Yeah, so. yeah that's right. Yeah, so. So, so 2019 is, is, is first and foremost is, is really getting that really strong vision and what is the why you know voices of value is one element to what we do mm. in our um in our in our professional lives um and it gets a bit personal in our personal lives as well doesn't it mm. because um it does and i think you know when you started up this concept and you shared it with me i, I remember thinking well how are we going to do that and we started focusing on the setup of it the timing involved the hardware all of the studio stuff and Yet, when we really stop and think about it, when we interview someone who gives a really conceptual idea and just nuts it right down and simplifies it, we go, this is why we were doing it. We want to share information. So you don't have to know how it all works. You just got to know why you want to bring that into your world. And make that commitment. And mm. we do this weekly. So yep. we know <laughs> weekly. We, we've got a commitment because yep. people expect it on a certain day. Sure. So... I get back to I think it was a it was a few podcasts ago and I spoke about Jerry Seinfeld and yep. uh, and not breaking the chain 
I was, um, I'm, I'm just really fascinated with that because someone else wrote about it recently as well and how Jerry puts up the wall calendar for the whole year yep. and has got a red marker and every day writes a joke. Mm. Now, the important thing to realise here, he doesn't necessarily write a funny joke or an amazing joke or a really long joke, just writes a joke. Yep. Gets a red marker out, yep. crosses it off, done. And what he says is this is creates a chain and then you actually see the chain forming mm. and, the, and the key thing is is to not break the chain. Mm. So John Grisham is another guy I read about um, just recently what he does. He's written a book a year. Now, you just wrote a book, right? You yeah. know how hard that, yeah, it was. How that was. Now, <laughs> yep. he's written a book a year for the last 24 years. Mm. Now, his key is to – or his message is to write one page a day. Yeah. Wow. Smart. So – so I, I guess what I'm leading to here is it's so – I think the, the challenge is when we get to this time of the year, we want to write the, want to create these monstrous goals, these mm. massive, I want to do this, this, this and this and this and all of a sudden we, f- we actually stumble at the first hurdle. Yeah, yeah. We actually don't even – you know, we, we don't even get past that first checkpoint. So I think the important thing is to, is to really break it down and say, right, I just want just little things. Mm. Alan Weiss um, wrote a book called The 1% Solution. And the power of, um, of, of 1% gains, mm. you know. So a 1% gain each day, guess what? In 70 days, you'll be twice as good as That's what you right. are. That's right, yeah. So it's a little Kaizen principle. Kaizen, I yeah, love yeah. that Kaizen, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yep. And I think the other thing with that is that, you know, could you get 10% better overnight? The answer is probably not. Could you get 1% better for the next 10 weeks? And the answer is absolutely I can. So it's probably the case of saying what I'm hearing here from you all the way through this um, podcast today is that you're talking about the process. You're just getting into the process of actually doing and it, what really speeds up those if you know why you're doing Because a lot of this can take hard work, Pete, but working hard for something you don't really care about, that's called stress. Mm. But working hard for something you're absolutely loving is called passion. And this is a, an easy thing for us to do because I'm passionate about sharing information. If I think back to the last few interviews with Bianca and you know with David and you know, obviously with Craig when we started yeah. them off, without wanting to look too far back in the rear vision mirror, they were giving us compelling reinforcements for why our why was so strong because they were giving us valuable insights that even if you've never met those people, you can take on their organising principles, you can learn from them fairly quickly and you can make sure that you uh, avoid their mistakes and take their success habits and bring it into what you're doing right now. But you've got to know why you want to do it because the why is the fuel. We can build the rocket with you. We'll show you how to do it. We'll tell you what parts are required. We'll tell you what stage the rocket needs to be sort of built. But if you don't have the fuel to launch it off the pad really doesn't matter the calendar changes but you don't you know the new year comes but you don't yeah <laughs> you know you've got to make sure you're actually showing up with the right why the right fuel the right what and how but in my my belief find enough reasons that's the why you'll mm. find enough answers to do almost anything and i had a, a project to do a book it had been on my to-do list my mental to-do list for about 20 years if i'm really honest uh, but i kept on thinking how am i going to do that how am I going to do that? How am I, I kept on talking myself out of it because I said, how am I going to do that? Well, you have to have an investment of a pretty strong chunk of time. I'm going, I'm time poor, so I'm not going to be able to do that. But when I stopped and thought, hang on, I'm pretty close to being a grandfather now. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the messages I want my grandchildren, grandkids, great-grandchildren that I'm yet to meet and never will meet maybe? What do I want them to know about, you know, what I could share with them if I could whisper in their ear? So maybe the best way to do that is you can record something. Well, that could be a little bit creepy. Or <laughs> well, they could read it in a book. <laughs> and so that got me going. So that, that driving force, Pete, that fuel 
rocketed me to just go, wow. It's like when someone says, do you want to read a book? Not really. But when it's your five-year-old daughter who's just started school and says, mm. Dad, I'm learning this book. Do you want to come and read this book with me? All of a sudden you go, yeah, in a heartbeat. I know why I want to do that. You know, the fuel is very much easily there. So for me, it's all about starting, struggling, succeeding. Start, you'll struggle a little bit. You, you succeed once you know why you're doing what you're doing. And that that's really the message here. And I'm loving these book references because you know, I just talked to a good friend of ours, Matt Church. He's over in America at the moment. He's travelling with his son, Nick. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing. I'm going to share it anyway. Um, and it's one of his mental to-do things this year. Nick's a real mad NBA fan. So they're going to the gardens at Boston tonight to watch the Celtics play. He's, right. He says, as I'm sitting there, Rick, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be doing a big tick. <laughs> it's a big tick and I know why I'm doing it. You know, Do I have the time to do it? Probably not. This is a busy time of the year for me. Do I have all these things? No, but I've got the main reason why I'm doing it because Nick and I have an experience, a father-son experience that I want never get this opportunity again so i'm doing it right now tick that box so i think that answers the the why talking about book references and i and i've I've spoke about this a lot in terms of blinkers now that every morning it's something that i've I've done this year and uh and really implemented into my daily commute um is is blinkist and and a book review i was just listening to the mel robbins one uh the five second five second how great is that five four three two one and you know i just listened to it and, and again, go back and, and, and look at stuff that you sort of – coaching is reminding, isn't it? Uh, not necessarily about learning new things, but, but typically about reminding. And just to read and recap Mel on this five-second mm. rule, I just started using it, you know, in the last couple of days in terms of five, four, three, two, one, bang, go. I'm up out of bed. Yep. It is incredible. Yep. You know, I, I found it amazing how you could write a book about a five-second rule. Yep. Um, I would have thought it would have just been a couple of pages but uh, <laughs> but there's a lot more in it than just that but i've got to tell you this five four three two one bang i'm going to do it yeah you actually don't think about it and it's just an automatic it's, it's genius yep. it's absolutely genius now i've i've read it before and i sort of like, yeah it's pretty cool that's pretty cool pretty cool but i don't think i was ready for it no but now there's a switch that's happened in my mind that goes you know what this is this is sensational this is gold. yeah and just for those who don't like reading books if that's uh, who you are listening to this it's a great um, TED Talk on it. There's a great YouTube download yeah. on it. She has a great interview about it. She talks about how she was just, she can remember the day where the epiphany hit her. It was a cold winter's morning in Boston, funnily enough. And yeah. she said it's five, four, three, two, one. She just got up ahead of her alarm. She didn't hit the snooze button. She got up, she got moving, and then she started thinking, maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key to make us do everything. It's an interesting, interesting time of the year, isn't it? This time of the year, because you do feel a little bit fatigued. Yeah. Well, you do feel a lot fatigued. Let's yeah. let's be let's be honest, because Christmas or the holiday season um, is, is such a, a demanding, um, energy sapping mm. sort of uh, mm. time of the year as well, because everything seems to just really mount on itself to to this time of the year and you think of all the work that's that's gone in and you just there's that finish line i'm going to have a couple of weeks (laughs) off i'm going to have that break and so this is the ideal time to use something like that because you do need that little bit of an injection that little bit of a um that little bit of a zap of fuel just Mm. to actually get those last minute things done because this is a time of year where you where you absolutely are setting up for next year and the other thing i'll say on that is i don't think uh, Gen 1 is a great time to start implementing new things. No. I think right now is, and I think mid-Gen is. Yeah. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves as Gen 1 is this line in the sand. I think we've got to recreate that line, and it's, it could be today. 
Or it could so be you're, tomorrow. So, so you're saying January 1 when you say it sounds like a bit Je- like Gen 1. Gen, Gen is my ex in. <laughs> sounds a bit like there's a new, there's Gen X, there's Gen Millennials, but no. now there's Gen 1. Gen, January, January 1. 1. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's right. If you're waiting there to get there, you've probably started too late in many respects. You know, you need to prepare yourself a little bit better than that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the vision, the why, that, that's an absolute key. Yep. Yeah. Love that. The other thing I'll say is, or to ask is, you know, what are you leaving behind? You know, what certain things sucked your energy this year? Yep. I know one of the things I'm leaving behind is is perfectionism and yep. and which leads to procrastination well and truly. Yep. So there's sort of things and I get, you know, challenged on this all the time and I, I get caught up too much in mm. a lot of the little stuff mm. and um, thinking that, well, I need to do it because yep. I need it done this way, so yep. I need to do it. And it's interesting, I've let go of a few things over the last sort of couple of months and, and empowered others to do it. Mm. And the enormous relief off my shoulders yep. um, has been incredible. So, you know, so there's certain things leaving behind, sucking energy that, that you need to really have a you know, great observation of uh, in order to move forward. What yeah, for me, same. It's like stop spending the small stuff because it's really all small stuff. So, you know, you just got to be aware of uh, maybe spending major time on minor things. And I was very big at that. <laughs> I used to sort of a bit like you micromanage everything and be all over everything. But now I don't need to be all over everything. I just got to stop doing a few things, do less of those things that, you know, sap my energy and, yep. and really just take my focus away. And just concentrate on the few little things I do better than anyone else in my little business setup. So there's certain things I do really well. There's other things I'm not great at. I'm poor at the detail. I don't need to be all over Excel spreadsheet. I hate it. Don't want to be <laughs> over it. Uh, give me keynote and I'll create something. Yep. You know, so just stop doing stuff that I don't need to be all over. Get someone to fill the gaps where I'm not so strong in that arena and then go from there. And this, this gets back to that joy part yeah, I spoke I of earlier. Is exactly. Where are you when you're in your yep. flow, when you're getting most joy yep. you know, in your life and how do you incorporate that more so? Yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of times we spend time at the office because we think it's just a cool thing. We, we're working, we're at the office, so we're working. We're well, we're hardwired for that, aren't we? We're hardwired yeah. to say, if we're working 80 hours a week, at least I'm having a go. Well, doing what? Yeah, yeah, like yep. what, what are you doing that's really, really you know, strong there? I mean, I sat on a panel last Friday at Gravia Media for their Christmas sort of function and you know, also got to do a keynote. But the, the panel was with Jules Lund, who started up Tribe, a bit of a media um, person. He's a great guy. Great guy. Jules is just all over it. He was talking about his schedule the last month. Man, he's packing a lot in. Someone said, what are you looking forward to in 2019, Jules? He said, sleep. <laughs> he goes, I just want to sleep. But then when we really chatted off air about that, you know, not being on the panel he said the thing is mate i I, i'll go hard because i'm in the flow and i love it and i love what i do and i don't see it as working i just absolutely enjoy it and he said the old saying is so true when you love what you do you just don't find it working you never work a day in your life you're just in there sort of doing it you know i I was listening to a lot of really good people annie walsh who's running you know um reflex the paper company she goes i don't own a printer rick i don't i don't even I'm, i'm very paperless yet i am the chief marketing officer of a product that seems to be very much on the wane and yet I love it. I love finding new ways to get, you know, paper into people's hands. I love it. You know, yeah. so they, they all shared the same sort of goal. They had the same joy about what they're doing. So then they're passionate about it. And someone's listening just going, well, that's easy for you guys. You love what you do. I hate my job, but I've got a mortgage. I hate my job, but I've got commitments. I hate my job, but I've got school fees. I hate my job. Well, you know, that's probably the challenge for, the, for that sort of listener to say, how do I get that headspace? Yep. What would be your answer there? My answer there would be to not, basically not to cut off everything to do that. I mean, the review of the word decision is incision is to actually cut off. However, I think a lot of people think they have to make that decision and, and cut off 
completely to actually move to the next venture of their life. I like a phase yep. sort of process. So the idea is what could you do, say, you know, whether it's a, a night school or it's uh, just get up an hour earlier yep. or, or go to bed an hour later, whatever it may be, whatever fits into your life mm. and, and your schedule and to say, right, what are the steps I could make towards this? Yeah, great okay. idea. So what can I do part-time as I do my full-time role? You know, what can I be working on part-time, my passion? Yeah, it might be, you know, as we look out at your uh, wonderful home where we're recording from today and I'm looking at the next project for you, could you do it, uh, you know, in a week? Probably if you had the time, but you're going to have to do it part-time to sort of eventually build what you want out there. Could you be doing it part-time? Absolutely, because you're not cut off to it. Yep. But when you're saying, you know, I'm just a slave to my job, I think you work full-time at your job, whatever that is, while you work part-time on your passion. And if you get it right, eventually for me, speaking, writing is a passion. I've got it now to be my full-time job. But it didn't happen overnight, Pete. It took me probably really since my late 20s, early 30s, and now, now I'm in my early 50s. So, But eventually it becomes what you want it to be. Well, think of what you can do in an extra hour a day. So mm. if you do, are getting up that extra hour earlier or half an hour earlier and maybe committing to half an hour in the morning and half an hour in the evening. Yep. Think of just what you can do in that time. But think of the, the energy drainers uh, throughout the day or think of how much time uh, social media takes up, um, watching TV, mm. uh, watching the next Netflix series. Uh, what could you be doing? And that's fine if you're, if you're where you want to be and doing all that sort of stuff. But we don't want to be back in the same place next year talking about things we should great have point. done. Yep, great Instead point. of saying, gee, what was – so it's – I guess I'll look at it like this. So someone's going to come back at the end of January and say, wow, I watched this new Netflix series. I mm. guarantee you, mm. there'll be someone mm. you know who yeah, goes, this yep. new Netflix series, oh, it was amazing. Then they'll say, yeah, but now I've got to do this and I want to do this, I want to do this. Well, hang on a minute. You know, you, you can't have it all. Mm. You know, there's, you've got to actually make some sacrifices in yeah, your sure. life. Yep. Fine if where you want to be and, you, and you're watching that Netflix series and so forth. But if it's actually pulling you away from something you need to do or want to do, mm. then it's, it's a distraction. So show me someone who's all over Netflix and I'll show you someone who makes a lot of easy decisions about their daily life. You know, if you make easy decisions, I find you have a hard life. If you make some hard decisions, you end up with an easy life. So, you know, the irony was, and I think I shared this again with you off air, but uh, at that function last week, I got introduced to the winners of the block, didn't even actually know who they were because <laughs> I never watched an episode. But, you know, uh, other than the final one, which you were involved with, with you know Carla and Bianca and getting that result done which was magnificent but you know so I'm not a big one on TV I don't spend major time on minor things I love Dr Stephen Covey's quote about breakthroughs come with a break with outdated yep. processes so if we're coming back in 2019 with our 2018 mindset processes you know um, everything around what we're doing we're probably going to be behind the game I think we have to break with that and we have to start setting up some new things so I think I want to start off 2019 with a very clear version of why I'm doing what I'm doing a very clear vision of why I'm doing what I'm doing and get the two to meet so have the vision first get the version to match it and then make sure that we're not showing up to a, a new dance with the old dance moves because it's not going to work yeah so the question is is what is your current trajectory so you know are you on the right pathway to success or is it on the pathway to struggle and it's the end of 2018 now so there's there's a there's a fresh year ahead so let's look at the new skills let's look at the new insights let's look at the new learnings and what do we want to accomplish in that time and also acknowledge really important to acknowledge what 2018 really was it, it is what it 
it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You so can't go back. Make, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, you can't <laughs> go back and make a new beginning, but you can start now and make a much better ending. So what do we want 2019 to look like? In my view is you're a, you're a book unwritten. You know, you yep. can write anything you want. You can set up how many chapters you want. You can talk about the words. You can talk about the stories. You can talk about everything. But my view would be there's going to be some difficulty in 2019, no doubt about that, in Australia where most of our listeners are based. There's going to be an election federally, so we know that's mm-hmm. coming. We know there's some challenges with all markets, whether that be real estate market, retail market, the stock market. There's always going to be that. I always come back to my great mentor, the late, great Jim Rohn, and he'd say my best guess about what the new year will hold will be a lot of opportunity within a bit of difficulty. You've got to find the opportunities within the difficulty, and that's part about what you're talking about, rewiring yourself, making sure your processes are smart and having the greater version of you in the top of your mind's eye to say, why would I want to achieve these things? I've got to be a better husband next year. I've got to be a better father. I've got to be a better everything next year because the challenges are there, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So we reference Tony Robbins a lot. Obviously, we've spent a fair bit of time yep. with him. Well, not obviously, but we've spent a, a, bit, a fair bit of time with him and doing so forth. It's interesting. I'm reading something about him uh, over the past week yep. about he's a busy guy. You know, I think it was in the space of six and a half weeks he was in 15 countries. Wow. Like that's that's a that's fairly busy fellow, yeah. yeah. And and was asked the question, you know, how do you manage it all? And he says it isn't about the how, it's about the why. Yeah. So that that is right Sums to the up. back back to the top of our um, podcast today. That's really what it's been about. But this is what he said, Rick. He said, I've got so much passion for it. Yeah. It gives me so much energy to see people's lives change, to build these things, to create things that can touch people even when he's not there. Mm. You know, that's where the energy comes from. Yeah. So you just find the time. And that's the key thing. You just find the time. Yeah. If you want it that bad, if your vision's strong enough, yep. you will absolutely get there. It yep. d- doesn't matter. You'll, you'll find a way. You yep. will find a way. And we want to help and support that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well and truly. And for that, let's talk about, um, as we close up today, let's work out how we can kickstart this. Mm. So what about over the next sort of week, and then we'll share on our last podcast for 2018. Yep. What are people doing to actually kickstart? Yeah, great idea. I love that concept. Have a blank sheet of paper as you finish up with the listening of this podcast and jot down some just freestyle. Don't even don't even question it. Just write down some things you'd like to achieve in 2019, privately, personally, professionally, the whole gamut. And jot it all there. Don't worry about the how part. Just come up with enough compelling reasons why you want it. And it'll be interesting to hear what some of our listeners who we've got a few people who want to come on the show, mate. Let's be honest, but um, we're going to make it a bit exclusive. So, but we might give them. A few seconds just to tell us what they're sort of you know focusing on as they finish up the year and what their big why is in 2019. If you don't know your big why, there's my view is there's no buy in till there's a why in. If you know the why in, you'll pay the price. And if the if you can understand that, and again, I don't know that if we actually can say that you just got to find the time. I reckon you make the time. If you make the time, you'll show up. You'll get up a little bit earlier. How hard is it to get up an hour early? Not that hard. How hard is it to stay up a little bit later at night? I don't know. It depends on your sleep pattern. But my view is if you can just find a bit of time you'll never find it if you make it though if you make that discipline set the alarm an hour earlier you'll find an extra hour in the day so it's all getting down to your decisions and you know what i love about all of this is success is not a five-year strategy it's what you're doing in the next five minutes that counts so i'm hoping that all of our listeners can take the inspiration right now stop the podcast as it finishes up 
but not before you like it, rate it, share it, mm. <laughs> all the fun stuff. That's right. And then jot down some things and then we're going to check in with you next week and give you some concepts around what some of uh, our listeners are, are doing and their focus points for the end of the year and the start of the new one. So in order to craft the best year of your life yet, I think we, we start with, and hopefully this podcast is helping you, you've well and truly got to be feeding the mind. You know, reading the books, listening to the podcasts, yeah, but also surrounding yourself with great people. Yeah. I, I get enormous energy from you, Rick, and yep. it's, it goes without saying that that you know I, I just don't do this for something to do. It, it's it's to help others, but it's also to, to be around you. So I, I love feeding my mind with certainly some of the brilliant stuff that that you come out with, and then also making sure you you're strengthening the body. You you're actually feeding the right things into your body and strengthening the body because with a healthy mind and healthy body. We can do anything. Oh, absolutely, mate. And it's reciprocal rights. I love playing on your home deck as well. And you've played on my home deck. And, you know, if you come to our houses live, what you'll see is guys that are pretty content. They love, you know, where they live. They love what's in their households. They love the decisions that they're making. More importantly, they're just loving life. And if we can share any of that with you and you get some inspiration on that, uh, that's really what it's all about. But ultimately, what we want for you is 2019 to be your best year yet. Don't worry about what it takes to make that happen do get very clear on why you want that. And if you've got that, you've got the best chance for success into this new year. So look forward to seeing you again next week for our final podcast of 2018. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton and Peter Kakos. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. If you're keen to enhance the quality of your life even further in the future, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. Our website is voicesofvaluepodcast.com, and we welcome both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice, and the value-added way.